it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Appreciate you being with us. By the way, Thursday, the NFL draft. And yes, clarification very quickly on uh, the rules in college football that we were discussing towards the uh, end of the last segment. Final two minutes in college football, you, the clock does stop with a first down. Correct. Each half. Second quarter and fourth quarter. All right. Fair enough. If you're not going to have a two-minute warning, then you could have that instead. Yeah, that's fine. Go. That's All fine. Right. I like it. Thursday's the draft, as I said. Um, we should we should go through all of the mocks. There are updated. It's 4.0, 5.0, 6.0. We're, we're in that part of the I saw, mock yeah, season. I think it was Barnwell released an all-trade, an all-trade first round. An all-trade first Yeah, they start doing that now. Where it's like an all-trade mock. If that's your job, you got to sit down and come up with those trades? That's not fun. I just, I just want to see the meeting that they have for website rollout at this time of year. You know, it's the same supervisor guys like, guys, it's April. You know what that means? Two things: Stephen A. playoff videos, yeah, yeah, and mock drafts. Nothing else. The only things we work on are Stephen A. NBA videos and mock drafts. And now trade drafts. Well, here is the hope for Thursday. And I, I bring this up every year. From what I'm reading, certainly, it seems like we have a good chance to have this play out finally. And that is that uh, we might get some shuffling in that top 10. I love when this happens. It affects the whole draft, obviously. But, you know, Carolina goes first, Houston after that, Arizona, Indianapolis. Um, you know, it seems like Will Levis is going to Indianapolis. I mean, but at the same point, uh, last week, it was C.J. Stroud, right? So it, that keeps changing. So I'm just hoping, with all the smoke screens we've identified, that somebody's just looking to trade down. They don't like any of these quarterbacks if they're like me. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for chaos because for the Bucks, the last few years, it's been fun. It's what 
final piece can you add to the puzzle? Kind of like we talked about last hour with Florida State. That, that's what this portal cycle feels like. Mm-hmm. Is what can help put you over the top? Now it's, you know, you need everything. So, you know, when they, when the Bucks pick themselves and they have whatever their choice is, I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. That's how I'm going to feel no matter who the player is. Yeah, need everything. So, might as well. Best player on the board. But for the other teams, that's where I get more interested this year. All right. A couple of teams are piece or two away. Here comes some trades. Let's see some chaos. Every team, no matter how good they are, they need something, right? But it is really depressing when you scroll down on these mocks and, you know, they'll say team needs. And so for some of them, it's like corner, defensive end, linebacker. And then the next one down, defensive line, quarterback, running back. When you get to the Bucks page, it's OL, CB, DL, safety, RB, <laughs> wide receiver. It's everything. It's it should say all of them. Just say team. Yeah. Needs. <laughs> team. team. It could just say team needs a lot. A lot is all I should say. A lot. Yeah, but that's the boat you're in, man. I mean, this is what was going to happen. We knew that. It's okay. Um, it's okay. You went all in, and you took the pot. Good job. So when they go offensive tackle here, uh, I'm fine with that. Good. Yeah. Good. When, it, when you need everything, start with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Always. Unless you have a can't miss yep. and really hard to project can't misses uh, at the quarterback position. We know that. We know that NFL GMs and execs will, are are not even fifty percent on this uh, with the quarterbacks. That's another shirt. That's another good shirt. It's very niche, but when you need everything, start with the offensive. Start line. with the offensive that's line. Just, that's a shirt. But that's true. If you think about what we've been talking about with Florida State for all these years, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you want a great quarterback. Yeah, you want a dynamic wide receiver and a game changing running back. Yes, you want a dominant linebacker. You would love to have an elite edge rusher. All these things that are sexy that really stand out. Well, those things all stand out when everything else is shirt up, like the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Jordan Travis leaves after this year and Johnny and Trey Benson, and you go, oh, my God. All right. Got to break in a lot of new players. Got to lean more on Hakeem Williams and Dre Jacobs. And then you think about the quarterback situation, which actually that's the one bit of shop talk we had at the beach. We did discuss the future of the quarterback position. Yeah. When your O-line consists of, Armella and Lucas Simmons and some of these other young pups that they're developing right now, okay, you have a fighting chance, whoever that quarterback is going to be. Because you're talented in the running back room, you've got good receiver prospects, but that O-line has a couple of true tackles as anchors. And that's where you start. As long as you have an offensive line, you've got a chance to win. with an, You can win with an average quarterback. Maybe yep. not win a national championship, but you can win... A like, lot of games, in this conference especially. It's like having the best insurance in the world, the best insurance plan. Like, well, if it really hits the fan, I have the insurance, and that's the offensive line, and that's how Bama did it when they first were winning their national titles under Nick Saban. The offensive line was really good, so Dominant. they could run the ball. It didn't and matter who the quarterback was. And they had studs at running back. It did not matter. They did not have good quarterbacks. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. They still win. Best defense, best offensive line. I think... You know, we, we don't want to get so far ahead of ourselves that we begin discussing what the 2024 Knowles are going to look like. But it is kind of fun to project, and I do. I, I tell you all the time, like, okay, I'm going to be very interested to see who the quarterback is in 2024 because I don't, I don't think we know. Yeah, it's an open I think it's, it's, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, it'll be a fun spring to cover for that reason.
And every second half drive and blowouts this year matters. Every second half for the for the future of the position, who they give the drives to, how many drives are given to each quarterback. These decisions are going to matter because they have implications for the next. What's next? Yeah, when you when you go back to last year and how many games um, Florida State was able to win going away, a lot of them. You know, we were surprised, pleasantly surprised by that. Um, just games that weren't all that competitive. Now you pull up this year's schedule. Obviously, you've got the LSU game. We don't figure that's going to be a blowout one way or the other. But you do have two back-to-back after that, Southern Miss and BC. Wouldn't it be something to be up at Boston College, Chestnut Hill, hanging out, and we're up 30 in the third, and we're deciding whether or not we're going to give those reps to Tate, AJ, Brock, we're all going to be watching very intently. And we'll have opportunities to do it in one, two, let's see. I think Virginia Tech's going to suck this year. Three, Syracuse going to suck. Four, Duke doesn't suck. I don't know if we'll have that opportunity. Miami. Miami here, maybe. <laughs> North Alabama. Probably not at Pitt. We'll see what Florida's all about in November. And Wake is... Uh, Wake is well coached, so I don't think we'll be sitting no. up, you know. It feels like one where you really want to Oh, buddy, I want to put a toward. Oh, I want a number. I want to I want to shoot for 50. But then they'll have the stupid long mesh and we'll be confused and they'll put 27 on the board. Yeah. Well, it's, it's But we can win 51 to 27 is <laughs> a good final. That's a good final. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think North Alabama is a Let's go firm candidates here. Ready? Firm candidates, not hopeful. We're hopeful we blow Miami out again. We're hopeful we we blow Florida out, period. Uh, we're hopeful for a lot of these games, but what are the realistic blowout opportunities? Southern Miss, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. North Alabama. That's it. That's it. I feel that Miami proposition is fairly firm. Certainly more firm than the, uh, the pit earnings report from LifeWallet. November the 11th, buddy. Circle it. It's late enough in the year. Miami here. They're on quit watch at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be watching early. We always do. Checks are bouncing. Yeah. I I, I first guessed that locker room was going to be a mess with just the way they were going about the operation. Now. And they got to come up here. (laughs) That matters. I mean, now we did it to them down there. But, you know, that longer trip, those road trips, when you've quit, fosters it a little bit easier because you got to get on a. They probably fly commercial, I imagine. They're Miami. But you got to get on that plane, bus around town, see the energy of a program <laughs> that's top 10 in the country, oh, top yeah. five in the country in the playoff conversation. And visions, you're not. Visions of 45 to three from a year ago where they just ran past you and did whatever they wanted. Getting off the bus, looking at the stadium and saying, I could play here next year. Mm. You know what? I might, I could get used to this. This looks a lot better than what I see every day. So what did they get anybody to go to Miami? I mean, I, I, I've said that before. If you go to a game, you'd be like, well, I don't want to be here. Van Dyke said nope. so last year. Van Dyke said on it. On the record. We love playing on the road because it's a real football atmosphere. <laughs> How brutal is that? Your starting quarterback is telling people they'd much rather play on the road. It's only brutal because it's true. Yeah, I, I, I never assume we're going to blow Miami out, but. You might be right. It feels like it's a chance. (laughs) If it was September, I don't feel as good about it. But late in the year, Miami, 
They don't like November. They don't like it very much down there. I um, I think they've had one good November since I was in high school. I don't know that since we've worked together that I've ever smiled as much as I smiled at 45 to 3. Oh, man. I mean, it was just one constant smile. And then to just ragdoll their quarterback, Jamie Robinson just ragdolling their quarterback, threw him down. I'd be like, oh, this is. That's a criminal. And that was their best shot at a touchdown. That's just criminal yeah, what's going on right there. Well, guess you're not scoring a touchdown this year. Just summarily dismissed and tossed aside like a piece of trash. Once that first drive was over, everything was perfect from that point on. Because remember, there was a dangerous throw, but we mm-hmm. got bailed out because yeah. there was a penalty. And then the next play is pokey. And then after that, it was apparent that we could call the same running play over and over we're gonna, and over. We're going to do this as many times as we want to do this. You are not going to be able to stop it. It you is, don't have the men to it, stop this. That's right. Uh, to your point about what pisses you off the most. Oh, buddy. They had to sit and, and not just absolutely get demolished, but they had to wear it the worst kind of way. Just the emasculating, depancing, just we're going to run the ball. Hey, we're telling you what's coming. Here it comes again. Here comes the counter. Daryl Jackson is watching it again saying, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm wearing that uniform next year. Screw this. This sucks. I am curious, though. You know, Daryl Jackson was a star, was a star in camp for several of the weeks. Especially early. Especially early. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I mean, what are we going to get out of Daryl this year? Because that, that is a NFL first-round draft pick. If he plays hard and he cares and he's locked in. Look, people don't look like that. You're not supposed to be 6'5", 328 pounds, with very little body fat and the ability to really move. And he does. He can be a, I think he can be a more dominant player than Fabian. So hmm, interesting. I, I think he dominant can, versus disruptive, right? Where, where Fabian can be more disruptive. Yeah. I think yeah. Daryl can be more dominant. Mm-hmm. And it will be interesting to see if we get that version because he's trying to get paid. So one would think, yeah, and he'll be fresh. I mean, all of, if he doesn't, it's on him, man. And, you know, that that's the beautiful thing of how deep Florida State is at that position this year, assuming that they have moderate health luck. If you stink and you're not putting, con- you know, consistent effort, yeah, we've got guys to replace you. We're just going to give them 15 more snaps apiece. That is a, a luxury we have not had in many years to, to, to tell people, basically, look, I need you for these 20 plays. I need you to ball the hell out for these 25 plays, 35 plays. Now, we do not have that luxury at defensive end. Correct. And that is disconcerting. Uh, I really wish McClendon hadn't left. Uh, I get it. I'm not angry. It's not a devastating loss, but it's not good. You were better with him. Yeah, which is why maybe I wonder if in the ACC kickoff or the beginning of fall camp, they don't say, Oh, Dennis Briggs has again moved to hand. You know, it's, oh, I just, yeah, yeah. I don't think he, it's set there yet. He's Been, a Swiss Army knife, and it seems like the greater need is not near the football. It's away from the football on the edges. We've well, got we still don't dudes. know how they want to use Fisk. Yeah, we, you know, because he couldn't yeah. go into contact. Yeah, uh, he was out there working out and working out hard, and he looks the part. I mean, he's a big, strong kid. He could be an edge setter for you. He, that's a possibility, I guess. Yeah, a Kira Thomas type. That's what we need. I, I yeah, think yeah. You have okay your Russian in the pass rush. Yeah. yeah, and Peyton. Yeah. You're good there. But you need some of those hog mollies on the defensive line, too. Yeah, you need you need to set the edge. And um, so that what happened to Miami doesn't happen to us. That's right. 
that's the that's what you got over and, and over, over and over again. Um, I you know Briggs, I think can play that role. We'll see what Fisk does. We don't know. Peyton's gotten better. He's still primarily a pass rusher. That's what he is. Yeah, he's he's got instincts to make plays in the perimeter too, defensively. But you know, if you're talking about rundowns, I don't know. Yeah. I also just they got to make sure that he is calm on game day, calmer than maybe sometimes in practice. It's just those 15 yard flags and those games yeah. that could go either way. Big moments. It just scares me a little bit. He'll get it together. Got maturing to do this summer. Everything's all right, man. There's a difference between going over the line and being Jared Verse. Jared comes right up to that line, but he does not cross it. No. I I can't wait to see Jared Verse play a full season in, uh, and have his health. Because we, we got a, I don't know what he's, what percentage he'd say he's at for much of last season. You know, he's very forthright. I'll ask him. I'll talk to him again before, just like we did last year, before the start of the season. You know, he guaranteed 100% of his effort every day. He said that in the interview. I'm paraphrasing. But he was like, you're always going to get great effort out of me, and I think I can be a dominant player, but you're always going to get effort. Well, we did. We always got effort. But I think for much of the season, he was playing at like 60%. Yeah, and even that 60% was, was so valuable. good, yeah. Think about the Wake Forest example. You know, he rotates in more in the second half, and you can see it's instant, the difference between verse on the field and verse not on the field. Yeah, uh, he's um, but we don't have a lot of depth there, and and this is where you get into the discussion of national championship caliber teams. Um, you know, I think I think you're always going to find on a national championship caliber team that they have a very good offensive line. You're always going to find that out, and you're always going to find out that they have a very good defensive line, and then from there it becomes about depth. How much quality depth do you have? Because football is a war of attrition, as we all know. People get hurt. They especially get hurt in the trenches. It's going to happen. You got 300-pound dudes slamming up against each other on every play. You're going to lose somebody. And we found that out last year. And losing what we did, and then the guys who played, a lot of them played hurt all season long. And so we never really got to see a strong front. Uh, the offensive line survived their injuries. And you got to give Jazz and all those guys a lot of credit. For coming in and being asked to play a lot yeah, more than was, we thought they were going to. He was a rock for us. Yeah. Jazz. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be that at all. So, I feel like you and I believe that this offensive line is going to be very good. The starting defensive line is going to be very good. I just don't know if we have national championship quality depth at defensive end. I, in fact, I do know. We don't. You can get lucky, though. You can. And, and because you could argue that the 13 title team did not have national championship depth on the offensive line. Nobody got hurt. But nobody got hurt. Yeah, Stork for like a... He had the one concussion. Yeah. He lined up on fourth down. They're like, no, Brian, this is fourth down. <laughs> you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. And so Barron played for yeah. a little bit. Other than that. But they were fine. Other than that. Perfectly healthy. They needed to be. If they lost two starting offensive linemen for a month, yeah, they might have still won their games, but it wouldn't have been like it was. It, it, it mattered that much. Yeah, and and Jimbo admitted as much going into the season. He was like, we're going to need a little help here on the offensive line. We're going to need We're going to need to stay healthy. I, this is, I mean, look, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But in truth, the offensive line, and, and again, I love saying this out loud because for years we couldn't. If you lose an offensive lineman, and again, knock on wood that we don't. I'm just talking about football's football, right? People get hurt. See the center. If you lose an offensive lineman, nobody's going to be worried. I don't remember the last time I could say that. Like, if, if 
I mean, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but if your right guard goes down, you're yeah. like, okay. Four of the five positions. We're going to be all right. Four of the five positions, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, center's not one of them. Right more yet. in the middle. Well, just, you, you, you just need to be able to snap the damn ball. Correct. Should be simple. You'd theory, think. You'd think. Yeah. Apparently, it's very difficult. Most difficult. <laughs> one thing of the most difficult things ever to be done on a football <laughs> yes. field, apparently. Yeah. I know. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. What's up, guys? Our next partner that you're going to hear from is Athletic Greens. You've heard me talk about Athletic Greens in the past. Happy to talk about them again. I take Athletic Greens every day, and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se, and I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit, and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens. And uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon-neutral business, by the way, if that's important to you. It is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. It's athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I didn't catch it, but I can't imagine having snow at your spring game was a beneficial uh, element for promoting Colorado football. I can't imagine that. No, no matter how they tried to spruce it up on ESPN and have a play-by-play for it and everything else, and Dion talked about it, added to the excitement. No, man. You had to plow snow off the field. For the spring game this weekend, this past weekend. It's almost May. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. (laughs) It's almost May. That experiment is going to be really fun to watch. No matter how you feel about a very polarizing person in Florida State history in Deion Sanders, Mm -hmm. they play TCU, I believe, that opening weekend. They're going to get their ass kicked. Of those games, you're looking for the Saturday slate because we play Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's probably top four on the docket for the day with Florida and Utah and the Carolinas playing each other, but it's up there. Who's ever running the Colorado uh, PR uh, and, and Twitter game, they should fire them. Every time they post a clip of Colorado and it's like a clip of a player doing something good, they make the mistake of showing you that that great play is happening against a kid that doesn't look like he could start at my high school. Every time I look at it, I'm like, well, who is he running past? That kid's fat. He's a defensive back, and he's 5'7 and fat. I'm running past that kid. Don't do that. Don't show me that. And then I thought they would learn their lesson because they got made fun of a week ago. They tweeted out this thing of a player. Uh, I think it was Travis Hunter. And he makes this move on these slow-footed losers, and you're like, this is awful. And and so everybody made fun of it, right? The next tweet was of somebody running past the DB who looks like he's in middle school. He doesn't have a muscle on his body. He's not fast. It's crazy to look at the players on that team. They don't look like college football players. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, in past recruiting cycles, Florida State getting a skill position player, and they're in the private school level of, yeah. of high school football yeah. and they're barely pulling away for touchdowns yeah, when yeah. they should be basically yeah, yeah, yeah. men amongst children and you go hmm he did put up good numbers but um <laughs> doesn't look like the most well-attended uh, yeah. level of football here and yeah. these guys all look a little slow out there yeah and he he's just getting past yeah he, i mean he's the best player on that field but at florida state you should abuse all of these people. Should, it should be a crime. It, it's weird. I mean, I'm telling you, every time I see a Colorado tweet or Instagram post or whatever, I'm always like, well, God, did they have a full football team? Does he have enough players? Are they fielding enough players? Because these can't be the guys that they're running up against. They, they, like, Are these students who are just you know, spending some time out there to help yeah. out? It's their elective. Yeah, like, you know. Remember they used to have the, um, they used to have basically you could sign up for it. I think <clears throat> if you were a male student at Florida State, you could you could be part of a starting five that goes up against the women's basketball team, and and they would practice against men oh, at the gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you you play. And um, I always thought that'd be cool. Like if you were a student at Florida State to do that, that'd be fun. Well. I, it, that's what it looks like when I watch Colorado's players. I'm like, these are just dudes in like a chemistry class that are just 170 pounds. That is what Dion said when he arrived there. Remember? Well, yeah, yeah, he was an ass when he arrived there and said but, a bunch of dumb things. But he did basically assess them to be that. Well, he's but not wrong I, about that. I don't think they flipped it. I guess if if that's what you're saying is this is still part of the highlights well, of they, spring ball. They have certainly not flipped it. That is something to behold. Hey, do yourself a favor. Go find you some Colorado highlights on the old Twitter machine there. You'll crack, you'll crack up. You're like, oh, my God. Like, there were days when we went out to practice at FSU a couple years ago. Yep. 
-hmm. where you'd go, you know, and I'd say to you, like, this is not it. Look at these frumpy. I, I know. I mean, it was just. You'd watch two plays, and then that would be, I'm like, oh, man, I think he's leaving. I oh, Jeff's, I was. Jeff's going to be gone by period three. He's I, done. I was depressed. I've seen enough. There is nothing. There was literally, there was nothing. You'd look out there, and you'd go, oh, Jesus. I would just say that out loud. And I remember thinking, it almost mirrors our baseball discussion last hour, where I never thought I'd see the day. Where we would field a team that looked like that. I, I, I knew that I would see a day where we wouldn't, you know, win 10 games or wouldn't win eight games or whatever. We, you know, I, I, we'd live through that. I knew I'd see a day where, you know, maybe we didn't make a bowl. But then when we sunk to the very bottom and we're just looking around out there, those receivers, you remember that a couple years back? We were like, oh, I remember. None of these guys are any good at all. Leaving the, the first tour of duty that I saw, and I said, well, they better have a chip on their shoulder <laughs> the size of Texas because they're going to need it. You're going to need some intangible to help push you into the realm of competitive. And now that's such an afterthought. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's great. It's great. I remember those, those days. I know he does. He's, he's with us right now. Ira Warchant.com joins us as he's wont to do on Mondays. Hello, Ira. How are you guys doing? Good, brother. Good. We were laughing about rosters. I was talking about Colorado's roster. Like whenever you see on Twitter when somebody from the Colorado PR team posts uh, a play of like Travis Hunter or somebody doing something, I'm always thinking to myself, "No, no, take that down. The, the guys he's running past look like me. Like they're, they're, they're what, what are they doing? They, they look like frumpy little fat guys. It's nuts." Yeah, the one. Uh, yeah, the one was the last week. I think. Yeah, that was one him running around and just running by a guy that looked like he never played. High school football. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, two of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, look, man. It's uh, they, I think with that with the roster he's got out there, he's gonna have to fake it until he makes it for a little while. <laughs> well, I'm comparing and contrasting and just loving the fact that it was us a few years ago that walked out to practice and went, oh no, this is <laughs> this is not it. And now we just got done covering spring and. You know, everywhere you look, you're like, that's a pretty good player. We're nitpicking all the time, and that's that's where you want to be. You want to be, like, at a place where you go, well, he's good enough. But, you know, he's he's, he's only, like, a four-star. <laughs> well, they were, you know, think back, man. I think it was, like, three years ago, maybe, somewhere around there, the, the Dr Griffiths kid at defensive end, oh. he he tweeted a video of him at practice. He got, like, you know, he took, he took his camera out and filmed a little bit of their practice film from the computer, and it had him – beating a offensive tackle um, for, a, for a sack in practice. And the offensive tackle was a guy here that was on scholarship, but, I mean, had no business being on scholarship. But everybody got excited on Twitter about, the like, Griffith. Everybody's like, oh, look at this guy. Look at, you know, because he was a freshman, a redshirt freshman mm -hmm. at the time. And it uh, yeah, turned out that the uh, matter of competition, the uh, quality of competition matters in uh, football. Yeah, can you remember? Can can you believe there was a time we were excited about Josh Griffiths? Good Lord, that is. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. That's a that's a good thing. How much joy did it bring you to uh, file the story? Seminole snap losing skid pull off four three win over Virginia Tech. <laughs> it, it's a. I think I I feel like I was there for their last win too. So I you know it's just it's it, it you'd remember it. Uh, it was uh, yeah about ten games ago, so it's uh, man, it's 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 hard to describe what's happened out there. And uh, I'll give them credit, man. Like they still seem to want to play. Like you know, I'll, you know, it's not like they've completely. It's not like you see guys. I don't know what it would look like, 
but but it's not like you see them looking like they're not trying. I mean, they are trying, and and it seems like they listen to what the coaches are saying. Uh, they're just not very good. But but uh, hey, they got a, they got a W. They got to win, and I was tired of them losing one run games. I mean, look, it's one thing to give up twenty four runs, you know, it, it happens. But they kept losing four to three and five to four and three to two. It's like, damn it, man, they've got to run into an accidental win somewhere along the way. Yeah, and the you know the Kirkland thing was nice because yes. he, you know he it's you know and again this is kind of the it's hard to talk like seriously about this team right now because so much of it's just been outrageous. But but he has come into some situations and Link talked about it after the game. He's come into some situations and put out a fire. Like come in with two guys on or or even the bases loaded, whatever. Got out of the situation, but then a- after he's had time to think about it and come back out for the next inning, well, all of a sudden he's kind of lost his command and he, he's lost that focus and. So when they brought him back out for the ninth last night, because he did a great job, he came out with two guys on, nobody on, uh, no no outs, gets two straight strikeouts, gets a ground out, gets out of it, or a pop up, gets out of it, and then when he brought him out back out for the ninth, I was thinking, okay, here's where it's going to get interesting. And then he punched the first two guys out, got a ground out. And so if he, if they had somebody that could have closed any of these games over the last like six weeks, they'd probably have I don't know seven or eight more wins. They still wouldn't be great, but it would be a lot better than it's been. I think the one that I watched. Where I vowed not to watch anymore was the was that the North Florida game, where they they, they scored three or five in the ninth to tie it, and then promptly took a two run lead on the two run homer from Smith, and then gave it all up with walks yes. and carry on was on the hill. Yes, yes, yeah. That's yeah. just not what you do. <laughs> when you've got position players on the hill, I was like, this is it. Not just not just position players, but hey, like hey, come over here, Johnny from shortstop, like in like you're in pony league. Like it you know, was, yeah. Like he, he can't even warm up. He's just got to. But it's and it's not like it's a guy's done that. There are some position. Remember Houston Street? Oh, yeah. unfortunately, yes, yes. It, yes. I do remember that mm-hmm. uh, but vividly. Hasn't, hasn't pitched in a college game in uh, you know a couple of years, and then uh, bring him into shortstop. So, but but that just again speaks to how outrageous this whole thing has been. It's it's crazy. All right, what what football wise are you going to be on the lookout for? Is it the comings and goings? Is it more of the uh, who does Florida State target, or are you still waiting on a couple of names from this roster to announce? I know we were all devastated to see Zane Herring's taking it on down the road. Um, anything anything more to expect here in the next couple of days regarding the football portal? Yeah, I mean, my guess is you'll see. Uh, I, th- I still think there'll be a couple guys to leave. Um, I think Mike Norvell said that he was going to be doing his exit interviews this week, so I think anybody who hasn't um, made the decision to move on, might still make the decision to move on. Uh, so there's another week of the portal, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of guys go. go. And then, then the other big question is, is what position do they target? You know, we've heard of them maybe looking at some linebackers and, um, and that'll warm your heart. Um, and, you know, but if they could get, you know, if, say they've got two spots, two or three spots to fill, um, you know, I think, I think we all agree it's probably, you know, linebacker safety and defensive end are probably the positions where they really need to, to look at people. But then it's going to come down to you know what's available and 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 uh, you know how attractive they are because I can't imagine it was a lot more attractive to look at Florida State coming to Florida State a year ago or two years ago than probably it does right now unless you just want to win. But I mean, there's going to be competition. Nobody's going to be guaranteed of a starting job if they come to mm-hmm. Florida State at this point. So that's going to be. Um, I'm curious to see who's interested in Florida State at this point because you're not coming into a, a position, a team that needs a lot of help. Uh, they just need a couple of uh, pieces for depth. Yeah, and that's we were just talking about that last hour. It's kind of like it was so much fun when we were the attacker. 
You know, like right. the portal was our playhouse. It was a lot of fun. We could sit around and be like, well, I want that guy and this guy and that guy because we needed all of those guys. Florida State needed all of those guys. But as your roster gets filled out to a place where you have functional depth, beyond functional depth, you have, in some cases, you have really high-end depth uh, where you could say a defensive tackle, for example. I mean, you can rotate four or five guys in there, all of whom would be starters elsewhere. Um, and, and so it is going to be harder to find guys that want to enter into that kind of a battle uh, yeah, you're right. You you really can't maybe envision a place other than maybe safety and linebacker where that would be the case at all. Yeah, and even there, you know, again, so maybe maybe it's a younger guy, and I think that that might be the approach. Is you're not, you know, a year ago, two years ago, you were looking for a lot of third, fourth year college football players. Maybe right now you're looking for a guy who's a redshirt freshman who, hey, you're not going to start for us this year, but you'll play, and then maybe in the future you'll be a starter for a team that's one of the top teams in the country, and so that. That might be the sell more so than the the proven Tatum Bethunes and and guys like that that have played a lot of college football. So that that's going to be interesting to watch. And then I think the last thing is, and I'm sure you guys talked about it, is you know Florida State is on the other side of it now, and so you know everybody's going to be waiting for that portal window to close, so you know that you uh, were able to keep everybody you wanted to keep. Yeah, I, I said to Tom that you know we we were off on Thursday and Friday, and uh, over the weekend uh, I, I said, man, it's, it's a wonderfully quiet four days like in the sense that nobody's announcing nobody of any significance uh on the field made any announcements for florida state and that is really now where we're at as a fan base i think you hold your breath because you got good players that other people are going to target uh without question i mean i, I you know I, I think if you can hold on to what you've got left and again i think there'll be one or two more departures but you know, you know you'd like to hope it'll be guys that uh you know are looking for opportunities to play elsewhere and it's not just because, you know, they got poached by somebody else. Uh, but if you can get through this week, I mean, look, man, Florida State, there's a reason there's so much hype about Florida State. It's because of what they did last December, thanks in, in large parts of the battles in, keeping this roster intact. And, you know, again, if you get hit at this point after spring practice, if you lose one or two in- impact players, uh, it could have a big change on, on what, what our expectations are going into the next season. Which are lofty. My brother, I'll, t- I'll talk to you tomorrow. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Guys. Take care. That's Irish Spell, Warchant.com. Yeah, yeah, it would. If it, if you lost the starting offensive lineman right now, you wouldn't be that upset because there's somebody there to replace him. If you lost, I suppose uh, you don't want to lose another receiver. I'm talking about areas where you could lose a player. You could lose a yeah. running back. It wouldn't upset you. Um, well, if it was your guy, you'd be upset. But uh, Rodney Hill. I like them all in that room, but yes, yeah, I know to your point. Yeah, um, it, it's not a deal breaker for it. Doesn't move the line in terms of Vegas odds. You know, that's not going to be if Trey Benson goes down. That's not ideal. Yeah, but it's not going to move the line three points. No, running back rarely does. I mean, if you have a Dalvin Cook, it's a game changer. But right, even though Trey might be going after some of those lofty numbers this year, if he's given enough snaps to go after it, it it's not like it's Dalvin. And then the drop off behind Dalvin. Right, right. I'm trying to think like where am I most comfortable losing somebody? It's offensive line. I just never thought I'd say that. And then probably running back. Actually, among the least comfortable places you stumbled on it, it's wide receiver. That is that is when when you're talking about you lose your best player. Let's say that's healthy right now. If Johnny goes down, okay. We can oh, work yeah, no, around it's a pro- this, it's a, it's but a that problem. Is not, that's a problem. No, it's a real problem. I, I don't love our receiver uh, room. I, I've said that before. We don't have many game changers there. We've got a lot of balance. 
You know, we got guys that are willing to block. We've got size. Um, we've got a physical freak in, in Johnny Wilson. Most people six seven two twenty five can't run like he does. So that's you know that is a mismatch. Uh, but he's not a game changer in the sense that he's going to take one of the house. You know, catch a seven yard hitch or something and then go to make a guy miss and run eighty yards. That that's not who he is. And I there's not really many of those guys, if at all, in that receiving core. Yeah. Well, that's the thing where if the recovery process for Winston Wright takes another level. And you see it with high high profile athletes in the pros all the time where, you know, it might be a meniscus, an ACL, whatever, a shoulder, labrum. After a certain point, they forget that they're injured and they play like they used to. But there is this period mm-hmm. of time mm-hmm. yeah. that it takes for you to, to get comfortable with the new normal. And I don't think Wright has crossed over that line yet or else probably people would have heard about it in the spring a little bit more. Well, we, That we, doesn't mean that it can't happen in fall. Yeah, we were out there. I mean, he didn't make much of a difference in spring at all. Um, No difference, actually. Now, that's not a knock on him. That's to your point. I don't think he was completely comfortable. But he is declared fully healthy. We yeah. know that. Right. But he had not come around. And I, I think they were taking it slow as well. It was it was smart. you know. They, but it'll be interesting to see if that conversation changes in the fall with more health or perhaps, you know, they rev them up a little bit more. But when you're talking about game-changing receiver not named Johnny Wilson, the first name that pops in my mind, Van Drabius, not Winston Wright. And when Winston transferred here, we thought that's exactly what he was coming here to be, which was somebody who was proven at the Power 5 level that oh, yeah, can man. win a lot of one-on-ones, yes. a lot of them. Yeah, he had a big season at the Power 5 level at West Virginia, so you, you just you want to see that guy return, some semblance of that guy. And if you do... You're in good shape. Um, but, I, yeah, I can't think of another position where I would be – I mean, we're good at tight end. Uh, I don't want to lose anybody there, obviously. Well, maybe a couple guys we could lose there, but uh, we could lose to the portal. Take it on down the road there. Heaven forbid you forgot to interject that there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple. And one that you need to put on defense. We should just stop it already with this foolishness. Courtney's never going to start a tight end. Move his ass over to linebacker. Let's be done with it. Telling you he's a good fit there. You just know. You can tell. He also played defense in high school. So he he's he he's done it. Yeah. He, my man is going to be on that side of the ball. You watch. We got too many good tight ends for him yeah. here. Please, you know, I, I root for all these kids to have success. But just for this case, please tell me that Brian Courtney is not a 15-year linebacker in the NFL. Wow. Because when, when that happens, you're going to hear it every day. Because then Brian... We don't have an issue, you and me. <laughs> but I'm going to be rooting against you because oh, I'd have to hear about it until I'm 50. I'm going to keep saying it out loud, and it will happen. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chat TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking to myself more. Doom, doom, doom. 
Chuck Emerson, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. By the way, tonight, Monday Smash, myself and Ira. I said I'll talk to you tomorrow, Ira, but I forgot I was doing the Smash with him tonight. Smash it up, brother. 7 o'clock. We'll see you guys there. Throw questions at us if you'd like. That'd be great. Um, and we'll try to answer them if they're good. Here's one for you. What was the best musical act you saw this weekend? Uh, Black Crows last night. I thought they were great. Isbell was good, but he's been better when we've seen him before. Yep. I think they got hampered by the win. It really was. That was crazy that night. Um, it was at least a two-and-a-half club win. Really, pretty much everybody that we saw was good. I mean, it, was, it was a lot of fun, my brother. J.J. Gray brought it. He was good. Really brought it, yeah. He was great. It was awesome. It was all ball good. Uh, let's do some uh, probable, shall we? We got games today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Fired up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Freaking Rays are 19 and 3. Holy moly. Rockies Guardians, Austin Gomber, Cal Quantrill. We got the Red Sox and the Orioles, Chris Sale, Dean Creamer. Astros Rays. Good game. Jose, you're quitty. Taj Bradley. Rangers Reds, Nathan Avaldi, Nick Lodolo. White Sox, Blue Jays, Lance Lynn, Chris Bassett. I feel like Lance Lynn pitches every night for the White Sox. Have I ever announced another White Sox pitcher? Does your list have ERA next to it, or is it just the names? It's got ERA. What's uh, Bassett's ERA this year? 5-4-0. Yeah, figured. This whole speeding it up is not its not very Chris Bassett-like. Yeah, he's 2-2 two two with a 5-4-0. Lance Lynn's 0-2 with a 7-5-9. Woo! Play the over. Struggle bus. That game begins at 7. You got time to bet the over. Marlins Brewers. Edward Cabrera. Spencer Strider. Yankees Twins. Johnny Brito, whose parents spelled Johnny ridiculously. Sonny Gray goes for the Twins. We got the Tigers and the Brewers. Matthew Boyd, Colin Ray. A's Angels. Ken Waldachuk. Should be a hockey player. Jose Suarez. Royals D-backs, Brad Keller, Tommy Henry, and finally Cardinals Giants, Jordan Montgomery, and Alex Cobb. And that is a look at those that shall reside of the ball. Remember when Alex Cobb was a Ray? I do. Seems like 20 years ago. It, it was a while ago. My dad really liked him. He said, this kid's got a little something to him. And then he had that run. He yeah, he did. On it. He did. It's weird. Um, some guys are in the league like seven years, and it feels like 20. Other guys are in the league forever, and you, you forget them at all. You're like, oh, yeah. So I've got a new favorite young pitcher that does not play for my team. You, know, you just watch, and you see some guys. Yeah. Go, oh, man. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about the baseball package is just flipping around to other people's games all the time and kind of getting to know other people's rosters. And he was good last year to end the season. He's, he's an up-and-comer. But Lazardo from the Marlins, mm -hmm. that guy is – I think he's going to be around for a long time. Well, the Marlins can pitch. They just don't score a lot of runs. Yeah. They can really pitch, though. Hopefully they have a fire sale again, and Lazardo is on the block. Would love it. We're still figuring out. A lot of you asked the question. I don't know logistically if we're going to be able to do a draft party this year, guys. We're not sure. 
Uh, we're still trying to figure that out. I, I will know something by Wednesday for sure. It'll be last second. It's always laid back, so it's not as if we're putting on a big event. It may just be, we'll meet you over at such and such. That's we'll, typically the way it that's goes. That's kind of the way yeah. it goes. So yeah. I'll know more. Uh, we've been out of town. We just got back into town literally right before the start of the show today. So we, we've been out of town. Um, I rolled, pulled in my driveway at 1230, turned around came and came here. here. Yeah. yeah, there was a little, little tidying to do on our end. <laughs> so, you know, that, uh, that's that. But we'll know more. I just know this. We'll have the draft party if the Tampa Bay Bucks are able to draft Peter Skronsky, uh, the uh, Northwestern offensive tackle. Oh, all right. Remember when I identified properly? So we wait until the Bucks pick, and if they get him, then we're having then a draft everybody party. Drives over then we to all the have the party. party. It's yeah. a big party yeah. at that point because we got the right guy. And everybody wants to celebrate the Bucks getting the right guy. <laughs> Even fans of other teams. Uh, although I hear the Eagles are looking at that particular offensive tackle. That was the that was a whisper that they were interested and um that's not what you do, Philadelphia. You need to leave that alone. I, you know, you're right about when you need everything, start with the offense. Always, line. always. That's a good credo for today. But if the Bucks drafted all offensive linemen, I'd be fine with year, that. I'd be thrilled. And I don't know about they might, all. But if yeah. they did it, like, all right, there you go. Yeah, you need good offense. Because that's line. not going to help you immediately this year with Baker. Right. Not. Right. So let that thing mature together. Beautiful. You know what's weird, though? We do this a lot. We all second-guess GMs. We have fun with it. It's one of the great uh, – it's your birthright as an NFL fan, right, of rooting for a franchise. You all – we all debate these things, right? But offensive line, they get right more than they do any other position. If you draft an offensive line in the first round, most of the time it's going to yeah. work out. He's going to play for you. Good work out of you, sir. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Don't forget, Monday Night Smash at 7 tonight on WarChant TV. Peace.